0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Nothing. But yeah, nothing makes, makes makes me angry, mate All of it. It's an angry person I am. I belong.
1: I belong to you. I belong. I belong to you. Do just what you want.
0: Guys, I'm Sy, and welcome to H Podcast Nation, the home of the Andy Campbell Championship Show. This is episode number 135. The show is available live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Ace Podcast Nation, of course, you're home to many other great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts, and more. So please do give us a follow on social media. Subscribe to that YouTube channel. Cannot tell you how important that is for our growth. Uh, Liking videos helps us get higher up the search engines on YouTube, Google, things like that. These are the things that help us continue our growth. So uh, please do click the bell for notifications. If you prefer your podcast in audio version, Every series we do, we put out in audio uh, format. You can get them at your favorite podcast or radio platform just by searching Ace Podcast Nation. Well over 400 shows there now on different subjects. And uh, of course, if you want to keep your social media experience purely football, follow at AC Footy Show on all social media and uh, support the show that way as well. But uh, of course, everything which we do with the show is free. free content free social media free everything we bringing it to the people for the people and uh, of course, it's been a busy week in the football world, lots and lots to talk about. But just as we wait for those uh, the platforms to fill up, the latecomers, the stragglers to arrive, uh, a big thank you to Black Diamond Sports as ever. They are a global sports agency. They represent sports stars from around the world. And for more information on what they do, and they are doing some phenomenal things at the moment, you can visit their social media page and, of course, their website, uh, links to which are in the description below and in the closing credits at the end of the show today's sponsor Bespoke financial as ever we're very uh, proud to pa- partner up with them They've been the uh, a long-term sponsor of the show now and uh, Dan ralston of bespoke financial is giving away a free will worth 140 pounds with any new policy which is taken out Please do check him out give him a call and don't miss out on what is an amazing offer Tell him that we sent you And of course, he's looked after Andy with various policies over the years, including critical illness, injury cover, and they're truly top of their field. They've uh, won many an award for for their service. We are very uh, proud to partner with such a top class brand. And uh, we thank them for sponsoring the show. And I encourage you all to uh, to contact them, see what they've got to offer. I'm sure they'll be able to find uh, a package or a service which will help you guys out. And uh, that's what we're about is helping the people so with no further ado let's introduce the man the myth the legend he is the goal collector the fox in the box some might say he is a speed demon he's the pie-eating pie-eating goal machine of the Middlesbrough over 40s league ex Cardiff City and Middlesbrough striker and not forgetting Davy Jones's favorite son mr. Andy Campbell welcome my
2: friend Good evening, everybody. Good evening, si. Uh Been a good, been a, been a. Listen, it's been a great week for British football. Let's put one mm. thing out there straight away. I know Arsenal got a, a negative Arsenal result, but they're it. still in it. But they're still in it. Still got an opportunity. But British football is on the up. The championship is is unbelievable. We've had another promotion. We've had uh, the playoff sorted out, and we're going to go through. It all. we've had someone relegated, which is never nice. And um, everything could could start to look uh, a little bit different come um, 3 o'clock tomorrow and 5 o'clock tomorrow everything could be uh, done and dusted in the, in the league so to speak to, on, on, after tomorrow which is a scary thought for some clubs
0: Spot on mate, lots to talk about from the championship point of view and uh, lots to go through um, I'm hoping that we can just get that Derby uh, was it Derby Rotherham on the last day of the season? Derby Chef I mean, wed it, yeah. If we could get yeah. that, where the win, the, the loser goes down on the last day of the season, that'll be a watch along, uh, worth a watch along, just on its own. But uh, everything is settled, which is uh, unusual. It's not normally here, really all no. settled up the top by this stage. But it is where it is. We can't control it. That's why we love the beautiful game. And uh, I know it's Gavin's not in the chat yet. Uh, he told me how Roma were going to stomp all over United and um, that didn't happen just to point that out Ooh. and um, that uh, being the king of the links mate that takes us nicely into our first little thing of the evening our first feature of the evening as it were and tonight we are gonna go with tell me why where you have 60 seconds to talk about a question or a subject i'm sure you can guess what the subject's going to be but there's a few questions i've got on
3: that subject so let's go Okay,
0: tell me why. So first, the subject, the European semi-final first legs. Okay, um, Obviously Chelsea had a very solid performance result. City and United showed tremendous uh, skill and, and mentality to come back from behind. Arsenal crumbled a little bit before giving a bit of hope towards the end of the game. Um, but I want you to talk to me first and foremost about each game and give like a little mini review before I ask you a couple couple more questions on the various uh, games and your time starts now
2: um, Chelsea I thought were very good in the first half I thought uh, I thought they'd give uh, a good account of themselves they kept the ball really well they scored a really good goal through Pulisic but to go away from home and to to, to to dominate a game against the, the might of Real Madrid is difficult for the full 90 when they started bringing Hazard on and they were causing more problems going forward more Benzema equalised you can't keep them quiet for the full 90 they've got world-class footballers um, Man City game of two halves I thought Paris Saint-Germain did a little bit better in the first half. Kept Man City quiet, uh, but second half I thought Man City were excellent. Got a little bit fortunate with the first goal, but I thought the second goal was outstanding from Mara as a free kick. Um, uh, similar thing in the Europa League. Man United absolutely blew them away second half. I thought they were absolutely out of this world. You know what I mean? There was a few content- conscientious decisions who, uh, which I don't, didn't agree with, but you know what I mean? That you're spying and you, and you deal with them now, but um, deserved the win in the end. I thought Chris Smalling was was diabolical for Roma. Um, Arsenal you just mentioned they're crumbled a little bit but they've got themselves a fighting chance that one goal away goal mm. could be key come the second leg
0: 100% and uh, that's about your 60 seconds as well mate well done um, so before we discuss like that in st- detail um, I just wanted to ask you a couple more questions you can do the 60 seconds for each question if you like make it a bit more fun but um, let's have a go so uh, the first question which players stood out for you from each game or team or whatever uh, 60 seconds gone.
2: Um, Benzema for me uh, in uh, for Real Madrid I think for for, the, for them he leads the line really well he's, he's very clever at what he does he hasn't got the legs anymore but he, he's clever with the run and what he does his movement in the box his goal scoring ability I don't think he gets the credit what he deserves and he's never mentioned as a world class centre forward um, from Chelsea's point of view I um, uh, uh, Mason Mount, I thought was very good, uh, technically very good. He gets on the ball in good areas. He's brave. Um, he turns up for the big games, which could be a good thing for England. Um, very exciting. Looking forward to that. Um, if he can continue his performances through to his country. So that's my that's my no. that game. Yeah, you
0: got that. Uh, so you have got 20 seconds, mate. Come on, you've got three game.
2: games to go. Hey, oh, oh, games. I, thought, Come I on. thought I was doing. I thought I was doing 60 seconds for one no, game. No, no, oh. no. Just I'm struggling. I don't know. Um, yeah,
0: I've gone. I'll give you an extra 30 seconds.
2: Uh, Marez for Man City. I thought he was outstanding. He, do you know what? We're about people being brave. He gets the ball in, in, in areas and he's never always clustered. as Man City's best player behind De Bruyne and even Foden now. The Marez is he's like a silent assassin. He gets on the ball. He, his, his free kick taking, his set-piece taking, his ability to take people on and set, set, set chances up is outstanding. I thought John Stones was excellent as well. You know, Credit where credit's due. He's had a, a couple of bad weeks. Um, for Paris Saint-Germain... Ah, I thought they were bang average I thought defensively they were, they were better than offensively which is crazy considering the amount of money that they've got going forward I thought Mbappe and Neymar were relatively quiet or get kept, got kept quiet uh, but it's only halfway there so it's all down to play for in that mm. game So that's, just, that's
0: your time up really but um, in terms of um, I thought John Stones showed a tremendous amount of uh, mentality to come back mm. from a bad couple of weeks and perform like that I, mean, I I've said a couple of times recently, I've got to say, I just think uh, PSG are bang average. And I think the problem they get when they get to these levels, the semi finals, the finals of those top European competitions, is yes, they've got some incredible pace and in attacking players. Their defence is never, ha- it never has to be good domestically because yeah. the French league is so poor. There's like three yeah. teams who are really any good. And mm. it's just, it's, I think that's where they have their problems because they were. A shambles mm-hmm. of
2: points. It doesn't prepare even, your side does it? it doesn't prepare you. No. And what, you know what I mean? If, if, if you've got um, four easy games before the Champions League, how can you prepare properly for a big yeah. game? You know what I mean? Where Man City in the league, they play. They're playing some Man United. They're playing even West Ham's. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're playing. They're playing. They're playing stubborn teams which defend really well, and then they play attacking teams where they've got to defend really well. So it's a the Premier League's a, a, a different animal to the to the French league, and I feel sorry for Paris Saint Germain in, in that aspect, but. Yeah, you can't control your opponents,
0: can you? No, yes, no that's the problem. But
2: but then look at Roma, mate. They um,
0: Roma were bang average. Made United should have won nine two because Cavani missed three clear cut yeah. chances. The easy ones, like, yeah. He he was you know he was very good, but like they they missed a couple of chances and the two goals which Roma did score were you know mistakes and mm. like, I can't even start talking about some of the handballs I've seen given recently. I I get mm. that it like the letter of the law is handballs, but it's like you know we are you supposed to do with your hands at the end of the day? Um, the final question I wanted to ask you, before we have a little quick chat about the European games just generally, um, is should Man United keep Edson Cavani? It looked like he was going a couple of weeks ago but uh, to Boca Juniors. It's been reported today on BBC that he's probably going to stay. Um, and my question to you, I guess, is can he be part of a title-winning squad if United was to re-sign him and then strengthen in the right areas which I don't think they'll do but if they do or should they really be looking to move on to like a younger
2: number nine it's a difficult one side, isn't it because you uh, we, you can only judge him on performances and the performances that he's putting in like last night um, and some of the other games that he's coming on he's scoring goals he's, he's leading the line really well one thing he does do at Man United he fits um, the mould of a target man and he, he allows Rashford, he allows Fernandes, he allows um, Greenwoods, he allows Martial to go to the side of him. And Man United haven't had that for a long, long time, by the way. You know what I mean? When they were successful, Van Nistelrooy did it. Even Ronaldo, mm. when he led the line, and Rooney did it. They need that number nine to hold the ball up and to stay in the box and to and to win headers and to, and just be big and strong and do the things that the other players don't want to do. And if United can find somebody to, to fit the bill and take the Cavani mould. They can't get rid of him unless they replace him. They can't go and play Rashford up there. Regardless if Rashford thinks he's a centre-forward or he's not, he's not in the kind of mould. He wants to run in behind. He won't get hold on the ball. You know what I mean? It's like Man City play without a false nine. Man United can't do that without a a big centre-forward. With The way that Man United play, they can't afford to do it. They they, they play wide. They play crosses. They play full-backs. There's no point crossing the ball into a Rashford, to a Greenwood. They need a Cavani in the box.
0: Yeah, I agree completely. And I think um, that showed last night, because obviously he doesn't play every game. But, like, he was, whilst I don't think he was the best player on the pitch, I think everything went through him. Like, he's effective, though. Very um, effective. Yeah, oh, Very God. The, his linker play is superb. He's always in the right place in the in the box. He anticipates everything. He's still, you know, he's super fit. He's, he's generally mm-hmm. a good finisher. Um, United scored some quality goals last yeah, night. Yeah, they did, yeah. But But, um, i got to say, by the way, um, I've criticised Solskjaer a lot for his tactics like, I do think, still, he's a bit tactically naive. But you know what he has done? Is he's found a place in that side for Pogba to play with freedom and have a bit of a free role without leaving himself, you know, exposed. And and yeah. if he loses the ball, going for something a bit ambitious. And Pogba's been good lately anyway. But I thought last night he was pretty much... Yeah, he I'm, had the penalty, which whatever... Yeah. Apart from that, I thought he was pretty much faultless. And by the way, he did all that by whilst fasting, which is, you know, that just adds another... Um, Listen, he, got, so he, the game by, he
2: grabbed the game by the school of the neck. He showed how much quality he's got. He raises his game for the big games. And mm. um, I just, it, it's it's, it's a scary thought, you know, that... Yeah, him and Fernandez one thing,
0: together is a scary thought, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one him. thing,
2: One thing I will say about, uh, about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, you know what I mean? That half-time, all the pundits were giving him loads of stick. Um, yeah, he needs. He needs to. He needs to bring. Yeah, he needs to bring on some substitutes. he Needs to change his tactics. One thing he's got. He's got some heart and some desire and some belief in his players. So he's picked the right team. Listen, he did, he changed his side at Leeds United on uh, on Sunday. So he knew exactly what his team was going to be for Roma. He sees that as the most important game because it's a it's a cup semi final. And to be honest, with the way that, with the way that the result went and the game went. If they don't go through from this position, then they don't deserve to be in the Europa League. They don't deserve to be in any kind of cup competition. So, he's done a great job. Um, United will always score goals. You know what I mean? If, they, if if they've got the attacking players with the pace on the break, with the players they've got in set pieces and things. So, um, he's, listen, he's doing a great job. What is he second in the league? Um, he's, in, got
0: back, they, he's improved them every year, mate. is the yeah, thing since he's taken over. Um, if you can't win it. Cup semi-final with a 4 0 head start, basically in a one-off game. Even with the two away goals, like, yeah, you, know, you don't deserve to be in the final, do? You? Yeah.
2: Um,
0: and like you say, United are better away, and they, you, know, you just expect them to score at least one, even if they just lose the, the game.
2: They, yeah, it's just the way the players play. Listen, the the, the play, play on the break, break don't they? they? Play on the break, and that's what they, that's what they caught out Roma with because Roma didn't expect them to to do that, but they did it every time, and still didn't learn from the mistakes. So they played yeah. they played yesterday an Italian way of playing. Mm-hmm. And the call. Well, that's that's when game. they've
0: struggled. Is when teams have sat back on them, and when teams yeah. try and press. And that's like what Roma did very well in the first half. Is they pressed as a unit. So if one went, they all went, which is great. But um, eventually, if you keep doing that against that United side, they will punish you. And also, I thought the manager made a bit of an error for Roma. Obviously, with these stupid um, like the timings where you've got to make subs. With injuries and stuff, he couldn't make any subs. If he he had to make his subs at half-time and I just thought to not make any more subs was a mistake because you can't change the game then, and you know United are going to come out and you know they're two one down, they're going to try and get at you. So he should have freshened it up in some way form.
2: But he also, didn't... sorry, I, I look uh, I look at the players on the pitch to take responsibility. Listen, you're four yeah, two down. You're four two down in the semi final of a cup. If you stay at four-two for the rest of the game, you still got a it's chance not to second leg. Result, you know it? what I mean? It's not, not the the a bad result. result. So why didn't the players just shut up shop and see the game out and just take a four-two defeat? You didn't need to still go forward and go on attack. You didn't need to be gung-ho and cause and cause your own problems. Roma have caused their own downfall by playing the way that they played for the full ninety minutes. It's 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 a game of two games, and they've, they've just blown it in the first game. Yeah,
0: spot on, mate. Um, I just want to quickly touch on Arsenal, mate, um, because Arsenal were in my opinion uh, up until probably the last 20 minutes pretty disgraceful for a semi-final. I know Villarreal, I saw on social media, I saw even some of the comments in our chats like people underestimating how good Villarreal are, they're a good side a good cup side but I just thought Arsenal were pretty bang average. Um, They've been, was it last Friday or the Friday before? I think we said it was one of the worst um, I think we said it last week, but it was the Friday before. One of the worst Premier League performances we'd ever seen from a top six, whatever yeah. club. Um, is it is, but hmm. they, so listen, that, that, that penalty—he's kept him in it, haven't yeah, it? I'm a
2: minute, have not. I'm not an expert on Arsenal. I'd love someone to tell me any different. But I looked at. I looked at Arsenal's bench last night, um, when I'm watching the highlights of the game, and and so listen. Listen to some of the names. What, what I've wrote down. So, we've got Aubameyang, you've got Bellarine, you've got. Uh, Elneny, you've got David Luiz, you've got um, w- Willian. You know what I mean? These these players potentially should walk into any Premier League side, probably below the top six. So you know what I mean? When you've got um, young players, you've got Smith Rowe, you've got Saka playing, um, you've got Murray, young player playing, oh, you've got Molding, you've got you've got Chambers playing. Surely those experienced players are players who bring their best game to the table on the big occasion and for me picking a young side it looked like a young performance it looked like you look like a young naive start and and they got caught out and luckily somehow they've got a chance second leg because i guarantee your second leg you will see a different side by arsenal and more experience in the side 100
0: yeah it's a it's a weird one isn't it like to me like their best player is a bamian if your best player is your your center forward you play him at every game you can because yeah. He's the one that's going to win you football matches. They they play such a young side. Jacques is a liability anyway, um, both from a discipline point of view and performances. You never quite know what he's going to do. Um, same with David Luiz, but ultimately David Luiz is very experienced, so you could play him in in middle just to give Holding a bit of experience next to him and talk him through it. Yeah. I uh, yeah I don't understand it. Um, whether you know maybe Arteta underestimated. Villarreal. I wouldn't have thought so. You know, he's Spanish. Um, he'd be well aware of their record. Yeah. But yeah, I, I was not impressed at all.
2: Um, well, give give, give credit play. give credit to them though as well. You know, I mean, you've got the yeah, next, next Arsenal manager who had as well. yeah, who had a point to prove. Uh, he mm-hmm. his celebration for both the goals. You could tell was more than just a goal. It was a huge yes. relief. Semi final against my old club. He wanted to win. And do you know what? If uh, if he ends up going through because of his first leg like, performance and result, then. Um, then listen, he probably deserves it, you know what I mean? Because they the dominated the game, and the, and I, I can't see them going to the Emirates and not scoring as well. So, Arsenal are going to have to go and score too.
0: Yeah, um, just very last thing I want to say on this uh, two players I wanted to mention Paco Sarsa of uh, Villarreal is a phenomenal footballer. Yeah, he's a good footballer, and really I good. just leads, the line. leads is, the line really well. Is, yeah, he deserves to be playing Champions League football for a, you know, a probably a bigger stage than where he's at. And also, um, Ibanez, who plays in defence for Roma, um, he deserves better, mate. He did not deserve to be on the end of a 6-2 drubbing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've heard for the last 6-12 months that Chris Smalling should be back in the England squad on last night's performance mate he should be absolutely nowhere near that squad yeah. he shouldn't um, be
2: anywhere near the Roman side if he's playing like no, that mate, yeah, was like, he was, was dreadful cool. one thing what Arsenal might get some joy from though is uh, is obviously the ex-Tottenham and Watford midfielder Kapui got sent off so I thought he was excellent in midfield um, yes I thought, he's he, a good, I thought uh, he protected good really well so if he you know, he knows the English game so he may be a pass he, he, made, did, he, made he made experience so. did, yeah, he did, yeah. yeah he did Yeah. so I think he'll be a big miss in the second leg um, mm. obviously Arsenal got a man sent off as well um. So obviously, uh, Cabalos So who will be the bigger miss for me? It'll be Kapui, hundred percent.
0: Yeah, I think so. Because the Arsenal have got Coquelin, they got David Luiz, who can play that role. So you know, there's a few different ones. Um also, I mean, Reese makes a good point about and He says, to be fair, he's just a, he's just um, suffered a, a horrific home robbery where where him and his wife and stuff were you know attacked. So. I like, Maybe that's played into it a bit And obviously If he's left his wife At home in Italy When he's come mm. to Manchester That could be playing on his mind But yeah. I wasn't impressed By the performance no. and Well listen, Garrett, man,
2: listen it's not, That's not nice Is it It's not nice you No know, of it, but course If he's not in the right frame of mind Then he shouldn't, he shouldn't be playing play. You know what I mean so, yeah, he uh, should take himself uh, Out of it shouldn't he yeah, For a big I'm game getting, like that Yeah it's a difficult one because he wants to play because he doesn't want to not play against United because it looks of course. it looks poor on his CV to not play against his his club. Yeah. Um, does he, Is he bottling it if he doesn't play? So it's you can see it from both points, but of course, listen, that might be the first time he's been away since, so you just never know, dear. 100%.
0: Um, a couple of comments I want to address very quickly. Uh, Gav, the story you mentioned about the Scottish player who quit football and uh, regarding mental health and stuff, we're going to talk about that at the end of the show. We have seen it, we are going to talk about it. Um, Geraint says uh, Harry Kane to United? Question mark. So I'll add on to that. If you're already going to Solskjaer, would you rather have Cavani for potentially say two seasons, or would you rather spend 100 million plus on Harry Kane? Bear in mind you could spend that 100 million plus elsewhere on a Jadon Sancho
2: or a whoever. Listen, I'd uh, I'd like Harry Kane. It, it, for me, if if United got Harry Kane, I think he might be the final piece in a real t- t- Premier League pushing campaign. Well, on yeah. his own, because I think the goals that he scores out of nothing, um, the way he leads the line. Uh, if he can stay injury free, by the way, you know what I mean. Because I know he's had a couple mm-hmm. of injuries this year. He's played a lot, a lot of football because he's he's their talisman. Would. Would he be able to be rotated at United for certain games? I believe he would because they've got yeah. a better squad. Whether it's Spurs, he doesn't get rotated because he's a main man. You look at the joy that Son gets. You look at the joy that Lucas Mora gets because they run, they run around him and do mm-hmm. do the things that he doesn't want to do. So I think with Rashford, Greenwood, Martial, Pogba, Fernandez, he's got more better. He's got better and more players to do that, which would be listen. That would be scary, by the way. It'd be unbelievable.
0: So, if you'd asked me a couple of years ago whether I thought they should sign him, I probably would have said no, I didn't think he was what they need having seen how they play with Cavani in the side, and how they play without Cavani in the side and uh, the way Solskjaer's got Pogba and Fernandes playing together in the same side I agree with you Harry Kane with Fernandes and Pogba behind him, with a Rashford and a Greenwood or Martial the wide, or Dan James is,
2: is quite a, mm. a prospect if they but let's say, say well. you, look, you, you look at the money though, listen, £100 million if that's a transfer fee what's getting rumoured around, if you sign them on a five-year or six-year deal, it's something like £20 million a year, which mm. is not, it's not a lot, you know what I mean, so if it was, for, if it was, if it was for, for a two-year deal, I would run a mile, I don't think I'd do it because it's too much of a risk. But I think for if, if, if Harry's like he is and he keeps himself right like he does and he's his professionalism is like it is then for me he's got another five six years at this very top level
0: yeah I mean Garen says uh, like six six years for Harry Kane you paying a hundred million for that six years and you um, there was another comment I wanted to bring your attention to mate. Uh, I thought you'd appreciate it uh, I think it was Reese said John Sheridan has resigned as uh, manager you, man. of Swindon yeah. Before they were confirmed before as relegation. They got yeah. So they to really he does not have relegation on his CV. Hmm. Is that clever or is that like a bit I don't wanna say weak, but like is he bottling it a little bit? Should he basically front up and see the season out before he resigns?
2: Um I'll throw it onto a onto a similar point. Uh Bristol Rovers got relegated uh last last weekend. Uh Joy Barton, the manager. Joey Barton probably already knew they were going to get relegated when he took over. And do you know what, what I respect about Joey the most? That he took that job knowing he's going to have it on his CV, but he's at a club where he thinks he can get them back up at a first at a first go. I respect that more than people walking away, because, do you know what? Having a, having a relegation on your CV doesn't make you a bad manager. It just means that you've got the pressure next year to go and do the job, which you're expected to do and go and get promoted, with a group of players and a bit of backing from your chairman and your manager. Don't don't run away. You know what I mean. I, I'm not saying he has run away. I'm just saying for me, uh, I know I've had a bit. We have a bit of fun, and he's had loads of clubs. But if you're the chairman now and you see he's walked away from a club getting relegated, are you going to hire him next week, next season? Not it's for me. It's a
0: weird one, isn't it? Like, mm. why wouldn't you just see out? The, it's not as if you can hide behind it and say, it, you know, it wasn't my fault, or you know, he's the manager. Mm. They got relegated. This mm. buck stops with him. Like, you know, it doesn't make much sense to me. Because he's not like he's going to start a new job now before the end of the season. No. So he's not going anywhere. He's just no. It feels like he's just done it. To...
2: It's a strange one. It's, just, it, it, yeah, it's a strange it's, one it because... It doesn't make any sense. It, because I'm guessing he had more than six months left on his contract or three months left on his contract. So why not just mm. see it out? So it's, uh, unless unless he's going into another job, which, which wouldn't surprise me also.
0: Yeah, it's a bizarre one, mate. Um, OK, so just before we move on to the Championship, mate, uh, tell the people about Monday.
2: Oh yeah, so Monday um, uh, we did have a guest lined up. Uh, unfortunately, our um, our guest has got himself a a, a new job uh, as a, at a football club in a, in the championship, um, and will be coming to us at a later date because obviously now he's he's just bedding himself in. He doesn't want to distract from what he's doing. He's busy at the minute through through the timings and through the days and through the through the evenings. So we are deciding to do a no holes barred. Questions from the viewers, subjects from the viewers. Um, We'll have some some topics thrown to to and from you. um, Hopefully over the weekend. Uh, Anything you want us to talk about? Anything you want us to discuss? So straight away when you come in on Monday, if you throw some topics or something at us, we will we will find it and discuss it. As many questions as you want. If that's about my career, if that's about size anything anything no holes barred i think we're gonna have a little bit of fun and we're gonna we're gonna go back to um the the olden days so to speak with uh, with me and psych the old sc-
0: old school flavor mate yeah It'd be fun though because um uh, it's not a secret like the, our most viewed show of all time mm. or uh, it's not the two There was previously the top two shows of all time for views on youtube was the two shows me and andy did on our own over christmas um however i think Andy's brother's Taking over one of those now Um, Don't say that
2: You might be be listening
0: Yeah But um, Well previously It was the Mehmet Dalman show Which obviously Was good But um, That was overtaken By the one we did Over Christmas Which has got like 15,000 views Or something on YouTube I think Last time I looked Um, So yeah you know, It'll be fun Something different Mix it up And I think um, The shows where we do Do just me and you On a Monday They always do Quite well So people like Obviously a little bit Of a Switch up, so. Yeah. Yeah. Why well,
2: Geraint's Ga- um- uh, Gar- 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 just put something in there. You know, I've been promising that for for, for months, probably since we started the show about about trophies and things. Do so sure, you know what I'll trophies. do? I will, I will get my top five. I'll try and put them in order from five to one, and I will, uh, mm-hmm. I will bring them out and explain them and why they are so special to me. But I'll get them, I'll get them all out. As you can see, 100%. one, but the ones, the ones below, which are, listen, they're all so special to me. So it will be it'd be difficult for me to to try and get that in order. But I'll I will do it for you for monday
0: ah, what a gent what a gent let's get into the championship mate because uh um it's been a week a week and a half mate to, to say oh, the least it's, yeah. um it's interesting a bit worrying to hear that uh Kyrgyz city have said they have to sell before they're buying but mm-hmm. um you know it's not uh not a massive shock either no. i don't think um no. Couple of contracts renewed. Nigel Pearson got a new deal at Bristol City. I was a little bit surprised by that, just be- because they've been so poor. Mm. But maybe they're looking long term. Uh, Kyle Norton signed a new contract with Swansea. Uh, Barnsley extended uh, the Dyke, uh, his Daryl Dyke stay from Orlando City to cover the playoffs, which is obviously you know they needed to make sure of that. But uh, let's start at the bottom as is tradition and work our way up. First and foremost, mate, uh, Wickham Wanderers all but down after the Cardiff loss.
2: Yeah, listen, um, gutted for them. You know, what I mean, not mathematically down; they can still stay up if they win eight 0 and eight 0 or whatever they do, and everyone else losing games. Not going to happen. You know, what I mean, Gareth was very honest after the game and um, got beat by the better side at the weekend. They give it everything they had. Um, one massive point I want to I want to I want to say obviously we've had him as a guest on the show. Um, George Jacob made his 300th appearance for Wickham. Scored against his, his hometown club. Listen, things like that don't happen enough. It's, just, it's a fairy tale, you know what I mean? One thing mm. that I was gutted for Joe, I texted him straight after the game um, and I texted him, first and foremost, mate, sorry about what happened, as in relegation, all, all, all but relegation. Um, but so proud, and I bet your family are so proud that you scored a goal against Cardiff City and I so wish that they were there to celebrate with you because it would be a huge thing. I know, I know Joe's dad's especially um, goes to all his games or used to go to all his games when when he was allowed and, but he'll have watched the game, he'll have been so proud and um and fair play to Joe. You know what I mean? He celebrated the goal, which do you know what? Good. I respect I it because three hundred games for a football club uh, against his against his his, his his heroes is a big thing for Joe, you know what I mean? So I'm pleased for him but pleased obviously Cardiff got the got the got the victory, got it for Gareth. Um Gareth's obviously a friend of mine. Um but he'll come back either stronger with we Wanderers or he will stay in the championship.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, I think Joe Jacobson, I'd be amazed if a championship club doesn't go in for him. Um, What, 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 One in blue? Well, Cardiff actually addressed their full-back problem, haven't they? So that would be my only concern. But I mean, you can never have too much quality, can you? And Joe can do it. Joe can fill in in uh, some other positions. So there's that as well. Um, I I I would love to see him back in. It's a set pieces.
2: It. It's a set pieces that he brings. Yes. The quality that he brings that we always go on about certain players, the Bradley Dax, um, the Barry Bannams, these kind of players. Joe's up there, if not if not the best. He's, the, he scores goals from corners. He sets goals up from corners. He scores penalties. He's a master at what he does. You know what I mean? He's adapted his game because he's got older. You know what I mean? Which is a scary thought considering he's he's still a baby. Uh, but it's um, listen. He's a he's a he's a very talented boy um, footballer yeah. man. So. Fair play, I'd be
0: I'd be amazed mate if he's not in the championship next year. Well, really I
2: I I I'll be honest. I, part of my conversation with him was, you never know what's around the corner. Um, football's a strange a strange game, and you know what I mean. You've got aspirations to um, to play at the top level uh, and to play in the championship. You've you've done well this season, so don't don't. He has been. I I, you know I, I mean? dare There's say he might
0: way. be even be in my team of the year, mate. And which is strange for a defender. To be in your team of the year when they've got relegated, but that—that's how good he's been and consistent yeah. he's been. That I, it, he, I, I, if you were asked me to name a team of the year, he'd probably be in the squad at least, maybe even in the eleven. Um, that's how good he's been in my opinion, but we'll see. Yeah. We will see, my friend. Um, next up, Sheffield Wednesday.
2: Uh, I watched Sheffield Wednesday against Middlesbrough, and they looked like they're a relegated team. They were uh, average for long periods. Defensively, they were absolutely all over the place. Uh, they got an opportunity through a penalty, which was it was a penalty, uh, but I thought defensively side they were all over the place. Uh, yeah. you know, what I mean, they didn't they didn't have much going for them. Uh, and towards the end of the game, they had to go for it. Um, Khadim Harris on the bench, which I found a, a ridiculous decision. Um, Jordan you we know I mean, we run about teams here who needs to win a football match. So if you need to win games, surely your best way of winning a game is by having your best wingers on the pitch, your best centre forwards on the pitch. So unless they, unless the new managing the new managing team doesn't see that, or those players as their best players, then maybe they are missing something. But those players are big name players, and next season they could all be League One footballers if they're not careful.
0: Yes, yes, I agree, mate. And let's, let's not forget, they should be down already. Um, it's tricky, isn't it? It's um, They've been poor, and they're going to have to really find something. They're going well, to need play, to find Bannon and
2: uh, yeah. to do something special. They're playing Nottingham Forest tomorrow at 12 o'clock, so they could be relegated by 3 o'clock. Yeah, and, and Forest has got is, nothing
0: to play for, really, have they? Yeah. Which is a
2: scary thought. And listen, we're on, we're on about lads here who. Who have to play with that pressure now, because they've got to go and win two games. They can't just they can't draw points. They can't yeah. they've got to go there and they've got to win two games, two football games. And what goes with trying to win games or having to win games is you leave gaps at the other end. Yes, spot on mid. Um next is Rotherham.
0: They had all those games in hand, they've lost four on the bounce, which is devastating for them, but they've still got a game in hand on Derby. If they win that game in hand, they are on forty two points, which takes them a point below Derby County.
2: Mm. The worrying thing for me, Si, is 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 we were all saying um, that they've got these games in hand, but the problem is because they didn't play them due to COVID, the leagues fitted them in, and they fitted them in really badly for them for the players that they've had to play four games a week, which is yeah. a really hard thing for them to swallow. They've, got, they've been beaten this week by Barnsley, no disgrace, one nil; by Brentford, one nil, no disgrace. I thought they were excellent in both games. but... The results just mean good, that... they good teams, two mean, games. Yeah, well, exactly. You know what I mean? So you're, you're playing against the, the best teams and tomorrow they'll play Blackburn. I'll be honest, I think that's probably one of the worst teams you can play because Blackburn yeah, with no fear, you know. Armstrong. You know what I mean? The, the, the Blackburn could go and beat you 5-0, but then you could go and beat them 5-0. It just depends which 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 side Tony Mowbray picks and which, which which sides turn up. But I look at Rotherham's fixtures to, to finish. Luton Town away, Cardiff City away. You know what I mean? The two games there where Luton will want to put Rotherham down because obviously there's history there with uh, with with promotion a couple of years ago uh, and Cardiff City you've got a player like Kiefer Moore who's going to want to get 25 goals this season for example so he's going to want to score goals so you're probably playing against three of the worst teams with nothing to mm. play for
0: Yeah that's the problem you don't know who's going to turn up to you um, in terms of I mean <clears throat> the one thing with Rotherham I guess is when you look at those fixtures when you play in teams who you, you know, Blackburn got nothing to play for, Luton got nothing to play for, do they, you know, will they take their foot off the gas or will they, you know, excel because they're so relaxed? It can go one of two ways, can't it? Mm. Ultimately, mate, they need to win those games. They need to win all three, I think, because you, Derby under pressure. Let's move on to Derby. They lost to Birmingham 2-1. Um Having you know, following on from two other losses to Preston and Blackburn, they're in big trouble. Make no mistake. Mm. But I look at their fixtures. Swansea it's away tomorrow. Swansea away tomorrow. If I'm Swansea mate, I'm resting the majority of my team tomorrow. And well, this is uh,
2: well, this is your this is your issue, haven't you? You know, I mean, we just saw, we just spoke about there about players who've got nothing to play for. But when I mean they've got nothing to play for, I mean that even if you rotate your players, those players have got a point to prove. You know what I mean? Tomorrow, Swansea, for example, will be playing against a Swansea side who don't want to pick any injuries up because any injury now will yes. probably rule you out for the playoffs. So if you if you're going in for a 50-50 tackle, are you really going to go in for it? You know what I mean? Are you want to get? If you take a red card, you're going to miss the playoffs. You know what I mean? Players are not going to make these kind of rash decisions. So you know what I mean? Derby County are in a in a position tomorrow where if they win, they're going to send everybody down.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a shame that that last game of the season for Derby is against Sheffield Wednesday and not against Rotherham. Because I feel like if it was against Rotherham, that would be setting up nicely for a, a phenomenal finish. But Sheffield Wednesday are more likely to be down by then. Uh, I feel for Rotherham because they've had some good moments. Yeah. But Derby
2: County, mate, um, they've yeah, gone to pieces uh, recently. Yeah, well, was it five, five defeat on the belt? You know what I mean? At home against Birmingham, the 1-0 ahead at uh, half time and you get to the hour mark you know what I mean Jukovic but then you see, see it out a point to point a point in that game probably would have kept them up because it's yeah. it's a point away from safety I know that sounds ridiculous what we're talking about but 84 like minutes given, margins, a given a win in the game it is, that's what it is because that goal could come back and, and really haunt Derby County and they can't afford to you know what I mean is that the naivety from the manager is he is he is 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 that because he's lacking experience or the players lacking experience because they've never been in this position before because they've always been towards the top end really you know what I mean? So it's it's new for everybody.
0: Yeah, 100% mate. Uh, next up is Huddersfield uh, Town, mate. Mm.
2: Listen, they, they, they're all over the place, they've had a shocking end to the season. Um, they're lucky that they've got 47 points because if they had 45, I think they could be in trouble to go down because uh, to go to Blackburn Rovers and just throw the towel in, you know what I mean? We've said that this 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 thing sorry, a couple of times about teams who look like they're on the holidays, you know what I mean? For me, at the weekend Huddersfield look the same, they look like they're all over the place. Armstrong was an absolute thorn, scored a hat-trick and just caused problems all all the way. And that's what we talk about Blackburn Rovers, that they're so unpredictable and you don't know who's Mm. turning up for each game. And that was the problem at the weekend with uh, with Huddersfield Town. But Huddersfield, they've got to be worried. You know what I mean? I mean, mean for the future and for next season, not just, I think they've they've got enough points this season still. Yeah, um, like I'm going to talk about
0: Adam Armstrong a bit later on, but like, what I will say is, I feel like the reason Blackburn are not where they should be in the league is because the other players haven't supported Adam Armstrong. Because we said at the start of the season, I did particularly that the players they brought in on top of what they already had would meant that they should have been right up there in yeah. the playoffs. Um, Huddersfield Town, they got problems, but um, yeah. they were rubbish last year. They were it's a continuation. The managers, they treated those two managers like garbage. Yeah. Uh, and then they've kind of gone to pieces this year.
2: Well, nothing's improved, like, any... has it? You know, nothing's improved. No. They've showed, they've showed, just, they haven't shown any progress. Because I, I thought they were doing well at one point, and then you look at the league, the league table over forty-six games or forty-four games at the minute. Is they're in a worse position now than they were last year in terms yeah. of where they are in the league? So it's uh, it's they haven't made any progress.
0: Yes, hundred percent, mate. Coventry City next, mate. They lost to Preston. Yeah, uh, they've had a long but successful season, Coventry. They'll be ah, so in... pleased. Yeah, where they finished.
2: Yeah, they've had an amazing season, and listen, the, the three games previous, which the one have kept them in the division, um, it, it's relief, you know what I mean. And I, I guarantee you the players now will be playing with tired legs. They'll be they'll be playing with injuries, and they'll just want to get through to the end of the season and start again next season, have a good break for the first time in a long time, and and then focusing in in the manager bringing in some better players to help with the players that they've got because. For them to stay in this league is a huge achievement, a massive achievement, and uh, and they've done it. So fair play to everybody at Coventry City. But on the day against Preston North End, Preston were a good side on the day. They can, they've got people who can hurt you. Brown scored a penalty, um, but we spoke about the Chet Evanses. We spoke about the Scott Sinclairs. We spoke about the Barkhausens. On any given day, they can hurt you. So in Coventry City are no different. You know what I mean? If Coventry City are not at it from minute one, then you're going to find it difficult against a team like Preston North End.
0: Yes, for made And I think. Coventry can do a bit of wheeling and dealing. You know, they might be able to build something, build on it for next year. But unfortunately, I think next season will be even harder again for them to stay up because the yeah. team's coming down, the yeah, team's coming up. It's difficult. Um Right, I mentioned Bristol City so Bristol City are next. I mentioned they're giving Nigel Pearson a new contract, which I still I stand by the fact that it's a weird one because they haven't won a game in months, it feels like, but it's certainly in
2: uh well what's that? One, two, three, four, five, eight. Six, eight. Eight. 8 games.
0: And they haven't played well either, by the way. Yeah. Um well
2: the the board must be saying something different to what to what we what we're watching. Um against Luton Town. I thought I watched the first half, I'll be honest. at the on Sunday, I thought they were excellent. 2-0 up, Nagy mm. Wells was, was excellent. Um uh, is, is it Nagy or Nagy I thought he was very good as well. Um but to give three goals away. And to, 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 to lose the game is just criminal. You know what I mean? They've got some very young players. Are the young players a little bit naive and they can't see games out? You know what I mean? Because they've it's got nice.
0: experience there, mate. Yeah, well, they have, yeah. They have. Yeah. They've they got, they yeah.
2: got a good mix. and You know what I mean? But Bristol City, for me, they've underachieved this year. In previous season they've been just floating around the playoffs and just not getting in the bus. So, for me, next year, what's the expectation? Because Bristol City should be doing miles better than what they are. And they're really struggling. Yeah.
0: Um, to clarify, I'm not saying, I because Gav says uh, Nigel Pearson is his first choice for the Kyiv job, he's a good manager, and I agree, Nigel Pearson is an excellent manager, uh, I'm, I think he uh, does a lot of things that I like, however, why I say I'm surprised is because of how badly they've been playing and the results, not just if they've been playing badly but grinding out some draws and wins, Okay, but they've been losing a lot of football matches, so then to give him a new contract, that's what I find puzzling, it's unusual.
2: Well, football's, um, uh, football's a results business, isn't it? You know what I mean. Yes. So to not to not win in eight and still get the job, then it's uh, weird, uh, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's, it's yeah. It, it, let's 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 put it on um, on Cardiff fans about Mick McCarthy. If Mick McCarthy had lost eight games on the bounce, would you be happy that he got a two year contract?
0: Yeah, no. exactly. So it's it's almost like the opposite to what they did, was mm-hmm. not it? Um, okay, next up is Forest. Uh, Drew was stuck
2: Yeah, the draw specialist Three draws out of the last four games And uh, obviously they're playing Sheffield Wednesday tomorrow So it's it's just not looking very good For Sheffield Wednesday I'll be honest But from not in a forest point of view I think Chris Hutton would just be happy Just to see the end of the season I think it's been a disaster um, He's got some very good footballers Can he keep loose grabbing? Can he get Anthony Knockout on full time? Can he get the best out of um, Out of Lyle Taylor? You know what I mean? The Harry Arters, The Sammy Amiobis the Carl Jenkinson's, the Joe Colvex, you know, what I mean, they've got they've got so much talent in that in that in that in that group, but they're just not performing very well as a as a collective team, and they've got a very good manager, but he'll be under pressure straight away to get results because Nottingham Forest have underachieved for the last couple of seasons, and next year is a big season for them to uh, to turn it around.
0: Yes, yeah, time isn't it? They've um, yeah. they've been doing nothing for the last couple of years, really. Um, you know, they came close last year to the playoffs, in fairness, but. You know, for whatever reason, they bottled it, but yeah, they gotta they gotta improve a lot of things. Um, mm. Next step is Birmingham City. Be very beating in the season. Ah,
2: oh, beating in six. You know what I mean? The best thing they did was bring Lee Boyer in. Um, Should be the Cardiff he, manager. <coughs> can he can he do the wheeling and dealing next year and, and bring some some big hitters in, some Premier League players in to add to the already quality and young players that they've got. Um, because Birmingham City if they're, if they're playing this well now and they take that into the next season they could be a force to be reckoned with because it's a massive football club big city um, so it's, uh, it'll be interesting how it, how it happens but the, the big derby can your way, 1-0 down Jukovic is, is like a reformed character under a new manager he hasn't scored most of the season Lee takes over and all of a sudden he's scoring goals for fun so some managers can get the best out of players and if you can get a tune out of, out of Lukas is as, as, as a target man you've got a chance in the championship because he's a, he's a born goal scorer at this level yeah, he's a very, very good footballer
0: at this level, isn't he? And, um, yeah, look, I, you know, it's no secret. I fancied Lee Bowie for the Cardiff job when um, they gave it to Neil Harris. I uh, like the way he plays football. He's got some good contacts. Um, didn't happen for whatever reason, but he's done a very good job since he's coming in to Birmingham. He steadied the ship when they were just looking like they might get sucked into the relegation zone. And, you know, they're comfortably safe and they had a good season. Uh Blackburn
2: Rovers, mate. Next up, yeah. Obviously, we spoke about Huddersfield Town about them looking like they were uh, on the holidays, but uh, Blackburn Rovers look the opposite. You know what I mean? Armstrong has had a phenomenal season this season. Uh, he got himself uh, his twenty fourth goal of the season in thirty eight games, which is a phenomenal turnaround, by the way, for a side who's in mid table. By the way, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. not like they've scored hundred goals, and he's he's chipped in with a couple. You know what I mean? He's if it wasn't for his his goals, they would be in serious trouble. He's twenty four years old. Will Blackburn Rovers keep him? Because you look at Ollie Watkins You look at some other players Who have left the Championship Is he going to get an opportunity In the Premier League If he gets an opportunity Blackburn Rovers could be Cashing in on £35-40 Easily next season
0: Yeah that's a weird one isn't it It's uh, Yeah I um, Blackburn have got A phenomenal squad mate uh, yeah. They should be yeah. They should be Like right up there I don't know what's going yeah. on there This year um, But I guess we'll see Do you think Tony Mowbray keeps his job, mate.
2: In the in the summer, ah, I'm, I'm I'm probably biased. I know you're. I know you I know he's exactly. a, a big a Tony, mentor a, of yours I'm a Tony. Stuff, fr- yeah, I'm a Tony friend, and, 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 and he's he's a hero of mine. But I I, 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 I want him still involved in football. He's I, I, I think he's I think he's underachieved this year. I'll be honest. You know what I mean? And and I, I don't think you mind me saying that. Uh, but with the players he's got, if he can get a tune out of them consi- cons- consistently. And he keeps the Armstrongs of this world, and he can maybe put somebody next to him, a target man, to, to take the pressure off him a little bit. Because when Armstrong doesn't score, that's when Blackburn seem see him struggle. Yes. Um, if he can, can have a bit more support, and Bradley Dak can stay injury-free, because he's had some horrific injuries over the last couple of seasons, um, Blackburn could have a chance, but they can't have a chance with the inconsistency, what, they've get, what they're getting. You can't win 5-2 one week and get beat 4-0 the next. It's just, that's just not how the championship works. Yeah, no,
0: it's, you've got to have consistency to do anything, haven't you? Uh, next, the Preston North End.
2: Yeah, we spoke about Coventry City, we spoke a little bit about Preston. So when you've got people like Brown, and you've got Barkhausen, and you've got Ched Evans, and you've got Maguire, um, you've got goals in your side. You know what I mean? They, they haven't had the consistency this year, they didn't have the start what they had last year, where they were always in and around the playoffs and, at the, and they fell out of the, the playoff position at the end. But um, I don't think it, it was a disaster of a season. You know what I mean? You've still got your very good players. If you can keep the nucleus to that side next year, you can. Who knows? You can. You can push on for towards the playoffs again, or the top top ten, and just keep making progress, progress, progress. Because um, you got to remember, that obviously, they lost their centre half to Liverpool, so it's it left a big yeah. hole. Um, so it's it's just about it's just about filling those holes with the right players and spending that money wisely and spend, and 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 not probably overcutting your cloth accordingly. You know what I mean? You've got to make sure you're careful with it all. Yeah, and. On that note of sort of teams underachieving, really, we've
0: talked about a few different teams now who've underachieved this year for a variety of reasons. Next up is Stoke City, and I think they're almost like the the poster child for underachieving this year. Mm. Um, you know, again, like Blackburn, with that squad, they should not be in the position in the league where they are.
2: No, but squads don't win titles, do they? You know what I mean. It's yeah. consistent teams. Managers have a philosophy. You know what I mean. I know. i just just in the group chat there from uh, Richard David Evans about uh, about teams being too too inconsistent. But I look at the I look at the likes of Norwich. I look at the likes of Watford. I look at the likes of um, Bournemouth, and I look at I look at the, that they don't make many changes during uh, during the season. I mean, I mean personnel wise, unless you have an injury, you keep the same team. That's the consistency you need because players know each other's jobs. And when somebody comes in, they make mistakes or they're not fit enough and, and the results don't happen and the, the, the old player comes back in the following game. And, and that's what I find about Stoke City, that the, that the side is inconsistent. You know what I mean? Has he has he found that new, that, 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 that spine of the team? You know what I mean? Fletcher yeah. sometimes plays up front. Sometimes Sam Vaux you know, plays up front. Sometimes it's, it's somebody else. So it's, it's so difficult to... Um, when you don't know your, your best your best 11 and you haven't really had, had, had a chance to do it but big shout out to Matondo to score you know what I mean obviously a, a very talented footballer um, and, and now playing some football you know what I mean he's not getting a lot of minutes you know what I mean that was his first game in f- very long time by the way you know what I mean starting game he, he yeah. played played close to a full game for the first time in probably two months so all he can do is, is, is pull out their performances and and hope that he gets some more, and um, and he can kick on, kick on the He needs to play games for his development in football. He needs to play more football, especially with the, with the with the Euros coming up in the summer. He needs to impress by being on the pitch.
0: Yeah, and it's it's frustrating, isn't it? it when these players do go out on loan to championship clubs and then don't play, uh, it must drive Premier League teams, European <sighs> teams, it must drive them in absolute bananas, mate. Yeah. Where they send them out and then they don't play them. Cardiff have been guilty of it, I think. Obviously with Benkovic most recently, but they've done it before with a few players. It must drive these teams, their parent clubs, nuts because you want those players playing. That's why you're, you know that's why you're sending them out. So it's interesting,
2: isn't it? Yeah. Um, Millwall, mate. Yeah, but listen, another, another bad, another bad week. Uh, but the, listen, they've, they've played uh, their last four games. They played Swansea, Brentford, Bournemouth, and Watford. So it's always going to be difficult. You played against Watford at the weekend with um, with the Watford side looking for promotion and when you give a penalty away like Billy Mitchell did, you know, blatant penalty, you know what I mean? It was a blatant foul. He, he had an opportunity to bring him down outside the box, which which he missed and then still tried to make the second tackle to recover and, um, and it was bad decision. And uh, once Watford scored, they were never going to relinquish that, that lead and and they found it difficult. But no, well, listen, they be proud of the season they've had. I think Gary Rowland's doing a great job. Um, on not a, not a massive budget, um, with some very good players, by the way. I think Billy Mitchell's an excellent player, very talented young boy. Um, and uh, if they can keep hold of him, um, or do if they do sell him, use the money to bring in four or five good players to to utilize the players. But Jed Wallace is a, mm. is key to keep as well. Will he stay? Who knows?
0: Yeah, I I agree. I mean, uh, Rich says there. Look at Harry Wilson, uh, amazing number ten. Neil Harris chucked him on the wing, and he wasted his time out there just makes the club look less attractive the way you treat your loan players and I agree with that like if Liverpool next year if my if Cardiff go to Liverpool and say can we have X player on loan and they'll say well you played Harry Wilson out, out of position for six months and then he you know, he had a couple of good games at the end where he was played in the number 10 role it's, it's difficult isn't it it's, you know if Matonda his parent club but you know if they are they going to say, "Well, we're not going to send you back on loan there
2: because they played one game"? Yeah. So, well, listen, listen. What, why? does have got to have an impact, haven't it? Yeah. well, you you go on loan and play minutes and play football games because there's there's a means to the loan system. It's either to put you in the shop window to sell you on, like Liverpool did with Brewster, or yeah. to play you to get experience to come back and play for your parent club. So that's none of that's happening for certain players. So what are the players getting out of it? and What are the clubs getting out of it? Absolutely zero. Spot on, mate. Uh, Luton Town next <sighs> um, yeah listened to a 2-0 down against Bristol City dead and buried and somehow they ended up turning it around and winning 3-2 so I, I, I can't give Luton Town the players the staff the manager any more credit than what, than what they deserve this year they've had an absolutely unbelievable season and the result like that side just, just says it all for the full season that that probably would have been a 3-4-5-0 defeat last year because that's what happened, but this year they can turn it around with the quality and the desire against a very good, very good side by the way on paper, uh, and still run away comfortable winners with, with forty five minutes of decent football. So um, it'll be difficult again next year because there's better teams coming up and there's better teams coming down. So the league's going to be a, a bigger pot and a bigger mess. But um, it's going to be it's going to be so interesting because Luton Town out to be there. So why shouldn't they do just as well or better? Hundred percent,
0: mate. Hundred percent. Uh, Queen's Park Rangers their, their good run came to a, a crash yeah. and halt
2: yeah I think listen we spoke about Norwich City and uh Norwich City partying a little bit and enjoying. Norwich City mm-hmm. came back with a bit of a point to prove, and unfortunately, yeah, QPR, the, uh, yeah, unfortunately for QPR, the yeah, unfortunately QPR, they hit they got hit on the on a bad day. But fine margins against side. They missed a penalty after 54 minutes, and then and then Aaron's goes up the other end and scores after 57. So it's a it's a difficult one. But fine margins. You score that penalty, it's one all. Instead, you're two 0 down, and you're fighting against a a, a battle against the, the best side in the league. Um, and then you, you, it's, it's downhill, really. You know what I mean? But they they got themselves back in the game through uh, through Dykes, uh, but then they were chasing the game and and they, they get hit on the break again. So uh, no disgrace. You're playing against the, the best side in the division who have already achieved promotion. But will be proud of themselves. So they tenth in the league. You know what I mean? The, Great if you can sort their, if they can sort their consistency out a little bit, you know, they might even do they might even do better than they did this year this season.
0: Hundred uh, percent. Next up. Middlesbrough mate had a very very good
2: season this year. Yeah, listen, uh, I've done i I've done a couple of uh, Middlesbrough um, shows this week uh, about obviously with one of the young young boys scored in his second game of the season. Josh Corburn he scored uh, he scored his first goal, uh, which is great. You know what I mean? I, I say I know exactly what he's the week he's having. I know exactly what he felt on Saturday hmm. night. Um, but Middlesbrough were with men against boys on Saturday against Sheffield in my opinion, I thought Balassi was outstanding. Uh, Coburn's so proud that he came and scored a goal uh, Whatmore, he's, he's had a great season he's reinvented himself at a football club the biggest challenge Neil Warnock's got is can he keep all these players because Balassi's inventing himself again so has Whatmore. he's losing Fletcher he's losing British Sombolonga if you don't keep the two players I've just mentioned at the start Balassi and, and Whatmore, then you're going to try and find a centre forward from nowhere uh, because for me Akpom is not your answer um, and you can't be playing players who you don't think are good enough. You know what I mean. He's, he set his stall out. He uh, he knows exactly what he's going to do. But Middlesbrough are in great hands. They've made progress last season. They should have got relegated or could have got relegated. This year potentially going to finish in the top ten. Uh, next season I expect nothing but playoffs because that's the progress that clubs should be make making.
0: Progress, have not you? Yeah. Um, and let's be no mistake, mate. Uh, Middlesbrough is so close to going down. It wasn't like you know they were oh, there, yeah. they were there. They, they they very, very nearly went down. Um, so to, to get to where they are, I think it's a massive credit to the club. I think it's a massive credit to Steve Gibson because I think some football clubs looked at Neil Warnock. He'd finished at um, Cardiff, didn't finish the way he would have liked. Maybe they thought he was done. And Steve Gibson, you know, has obviously gone and spoke to him, got him in. He's done a phenomenal job with yeah, for the squad. He's done
2: great. But um, what some happens young players when players as well, mate? Yeah, well, and, making and, a bit point, maybe. Yeah. And this is what I, this is what I've said, you know. Listen, you've got a, his interview after the game by the way on Saturday was amazing, Neil. That he, um, Josh Corburn had just scored, obviously his first first ever goal, and the reporter said, "Is he going to play the next two games because he got a he got a young player on the on the on the on the time having the time of his life?" And he turned around and said, that "No, he won't play for the rest of the season." Because he needs to keep learning his trade, and, and I just thought it was genius, you know. That you've got a, if you if he plays the next two games and doesn't play very well, then you've 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 ruined his his, his week, oh, you've probably his season for the summer. Listen, he probably will play tomorrow, and it's a bit of mind games. Or oh, if he's sub, he'll come on, and he's nurturing him. But he's Neil's been there; he's worn the t shirt. He knows exactly what he's doing with these players. So these players are in good hands. You know, I mean, yes, be disappointed that you're not playing, but be proud that. The manager thinks so highly of you that he's given you that opportunity to play for Middlesbrough Football Club at eight, 18 years old for you to score your first goal. So for me it's all good.
0: Did that bring back memories, mate? Seeing him score for Middlesbrough and obviously it's yeah, well, what you achieved.
2: Yeah. It, it brought back great memories. Um the messages I got were weren't great. Yeah, I mean people saying, Are you gutted that somebody's taken over your mantle that 18 years old scored at the other side? Yeah, people just mm-hmm. trying to throw a negative at you. Listen, I was I was so proud of a of a young player who's worked so hard um, to get his opportunity and you could see the joy in his face. I'd love the fans to be there so you could sample that noise and that atmosphere yeah. when you do score because that's, listen, you, you remember your first goal forever and you'll remember that for various reasons, one for the COVID reason for no fans, but he will score again and he'll score in front of a crowd and he will enjoy that just as much as he did on Saturday. But listen, it brought back some great memories for me personally and um, and th- those kind of moments and those kind of uh, memories just deliver you forever but you, you, i'm living them now through somebody else because it's mm. it's it's someone else can do it and you and you hear all these good things but yeah it's it's nice to it's nice to reminisce through somebody else and seeing young young mm. lads doing well
0: god fault you mate it's weird isn't it? how people have got to put like a negative on stuff yes yeah. makes no, no sense at all to me but there we go um there we got uh, next up is the mighty Cardiff city finally won yeah. a game of football
2: yeah, listen. I've just said that about Armstrong, um, Adam Armstrong. If uh, Cardiff City didn't have Kiefer Moore, I think they would be in a, in, in, in in a whole <laughs> in a world right nice. mess, mate. You know what I mean? He's been an absolute phenomenal signing. Um, can the you think can he the... stays in the summer? I don't it's... see. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I do because I think Cardiff City will place him out of a of a of a move because they spent big money on him. You're telling me,
0: you're telling me that if. Uh, I dunno. I'm trying to think of someone. Um, Norwich, whoever. The lower Premier League team comes in with twenty million up front for Kiefer Moore, the kind of city will turn it down, not a chance.
2: I don't think he'll go to a to go to a lesser side. I think he, if he does go the Premier League, I think he will a little bit like Ollie Watkins. Well, he's got, he's I just got mean whoever, like West yeah, know, West Ham or yeah. you know, anyone. But I just think, I think the club will take it. I think I think it's a, it's, it's a difficult one, isn't it? You know what I mean? Because money, money talks, but at the same time, the player's got to be happy and content with, his, with the club that he's going to sign for. And I think...
0: Uh, well, yeah, I, I'm not saying that he would necessarily want to go, but I just think if the, a club, any club, offers Cardiff City £20 million up front, not in installments, Cardiff would take it. I think,
2: well. I, th- I think it all depends as well what kind of tournament he has in the summer. Cause if he has a good tournament in the, in the summer you yeah, haven't just got you haven't, you, you haven't just got but you also haven't just got english teams wanting to sign him you yes. could have spanish teams you could have italian german teams, teams german teams so the problem is the problem Cardiff City might have is if he has a good summer and scores a couple of goals against one of those big nations then potentially he's going to go to another country because mm-hmm. the lifestyle talks the opportunity talks the length of contract the, the salaries you know what i mean there's you know what I mean? The Premier League is an amazing amazing division, by the way. But you look at some of the Welsh players who've gone abroad, for example, and done really well. He could yeah. be one of those. Like it's the way he he could talk size. to those
0: players as well. Do you know? Like you talk to yeah. Garth Bale, talk to Aaron Rotonda Ramsey. and Rotonda. Ramsey.
2: Yeah, and... yep.
0: totally agree. But uh, Reese makes a good point. He says Burnley, like a target man. And I think he would be perfect for the way Burnley play. And they do need a striker. I'm not saying that he would be enticed by... Burnley, like as it's not like a, well, like a glamorous
2: club, but he'd play football for them so, Yeah, listen. Well, uh, I mean, I, I, like, well, I look at Chris Wood. Chris Wood's got a hat trick the other day, and he's Chris has never been touted as one of the best in the Premier League, or even one of the very good centre forwards in the Premier League. And he's he's consistent. He does the job. Mm. What Sean Dyche wants him to do, and it's disrespectful sometimes. You know what I mean? Whereas, yeah. because he's not the fashionable, Players off the shoulder with a bit of pace. He's a target man. He does the horrible stuff. It's. Uh, uh, but he's effective, and he scored goals throughout his career. Always yeah, Hol- by doing uh, the right thing.
0: Holgate Dy says didn't keep him more signed for Cardiff because he was homesick. Uh, I'm not sure about that, but I wouldn't be surprised. You know, he, it's, like Reece says, there Burnley could would double his could you know they could double his wage, give 20 million, and Dyche has said he needs more uh, strikers up front. It's difficult, isn't it? It's yeah. it's one of them like. Ultimately, it will depend if he wants to play Premier League football or if he wants to hold out and see if he can get it with Cardiff. And it depends on how happy he is that Cardiff as an area. And, you know, I don't know his situation. Like if he's married and stuff like that. It, 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 there's other things that come into it, isn't there? Like yeah. if he's come back to Wales and he's happy back in Wales, then it's going to have to be the right move for him to uproot that. Um, but my, my original point was that if any club offers Cardiff City 20 million, Cardiff City will take it. Yeah, totally agree. It's just the, that's just the way it is. Um, but I would love to ask Mehmet Dalman that, i got to say. Mm. Yeah, he answered the questions, honestly, the last time he was coming on, so...
2: <laughs> Why not?
0: It is coming to the end of the season, isn't it?
3: Yeah.
0: Maybe I'll mm. have to send that text. Um, next up, red mate. Oh, it's gonna be, uh, be frustrating. <laughs> yeah, up, I mean,
2: upsetting for. So, them listen the, 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 when that they've been in the playoffs all season, and when they went out the playoffs, they haven't gone back in, and now they can't get back in until you know. I mean, next season, I think it'll be a struggle. I'll be honest. I think they're going to lose a few players because a few of the top end championship clubs potentially will will take a few a risk on some of their players. I think it's uh, they've had a they've had a good season, solid season. Um, I think it coincided with Michael Morrison being injured. Obviously, Michael was one of our guests on our Monday show. He's, he's mm. missed a couple of games, and, and they haven't won in, in some of the games that he's that he's missed. And frustrating because I know the, the amount of games, consecutive games that he played. But um, I think I think just the words frustrating for for Reading because uh, they yeah. play Swansea. At the weekend, difficult game. You one nil up, you two one down. Then you equalise in the ninety second minute, and that's the that's the game, which means that you don't get in the playoffs, which is so frustrating for the for the football club because you get a positive result, and then there's a neg- negative at the end of it. So it's uh, it must be a strange feeling.
0: Yeah, it's a weird one, and it, like there is these players who just influence their sides, isn't there? Like, um, Michael Morrison, Kiefer Moore. Where the team, when they're out of the team, even if, if they haven't been scoring, or in Michael Morrison's case, you know he doesn't score a lot of goals, but when he's in that team, Reddin tend to win more often than not. They've got that type of personality. And like Leslie made a good point there. He said um, he's noticed when Wood doesn't play for Barn- uh, Burnley, uh, they lose, but oh. and they rarely score. Like He's a big player for them, but like oh. you said, he doesn't seem to get the respect maybe that he
2: deserves. Oh. Um that's an fashionable name, is he? Yeah, I'm talking by the Premier League. I think the Burnley fans and the manager and the players. will oh, yeah, understand of how, how important he is. So I think Burnley won't care because if he is touted around, he's going to leave. And if he leaves, he leaves a massive hole.
0: Yeah, and uh, Reece says like Morrison for Cardiff is the same. You know, he yeah. he, he just he's a leader. He just offers something, doesn't he? There's one yeah. of those players. Um, and Michael Morrison has definitely been the same for Reddit. It's just a shame that. They, they, they had a good season, but they've just missed out. Barnsley, mate, must be on top of the world. Uh, if you had told them at the start of this season that they'd make the playoffs, I just don't think they'd have believed you, mate. No, no,
2: listen, I totally, I totally agree. Listen, they'll be on a crest of a wave at the minute, and they're, and they're doing really well. The problem they've got now is the next two games, do you rest on players and stop that consistency? Performance-wise, or do you keep the floor going, keep the same team going, keep the performance levels going, ready to go into the playoffs flying? You know what I mean? They've got that. They've got that. Decision. It's a dilemma um, mm-hmm. because they've still got a couple of a couple of games because um, a couple of games to go. They play uh, Preston tomorrow, um, and then they play 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 Norwich at home last game. You know what I mean? Which is obviously a game from a playoff point of view. To a Norwich could get could get the title tomorrow, so it's a proper dead rubbing game and a pointless pointless exercise. So. It won't be a it won't be a, a great spectacle from, from my point of view. But I think it's a, it's a stick or twist moment. Do the, do they make those kind of calls, or does he just wipe tomorrow's game out and save people for the last game to have that consistency going forward to give players a chance to, to get in that playoff side.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. But um, I think. They've got out throughout the the four teams of the playoff. They've got the smallest squad, haven't they? Um, yeah. And they've just been on this incredible run. And I just, like, I look at Swansea and I look at Brentford and Bournemouth and I think if I was them, I'd be resting a big portion of my players tomorrow and the game. Barnsley, I just think they're on such a run. They must be on such a high from making the playoffs. I almost think it's worth the risk of losing a player through injury to keep that momentum going. Yeah. The best thing they've got for them, and, and I don't mean it's in a disrespectful way because we've been saying since the start of last season how good they are going forward, is to do with just whether they would be able to defend and, and keep clean sheets. Like, they create so many chances, but I almost feel like in their case, keeping that momentum going is almost as important as resting a couple of players. It's,
2: it's, it's a difficult one. Um, I, momentum, say, moment, momentum's key side for me. Momentum's just. Uh, yeah. it, 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 that, that's what's got them through the season, is momentum, is, is consistency in performance levels. So, why, if it's not brought, why fix it?
0: What's their form? Like, how many points have they taken, say, from the last. I'd love to know how many points they've taken from the last 15, 20 games. I've got so, say.
2: Well, i got to Well, go, I'll go down now. So, I'll, I'll go down from obviously the last game they played. So, we've got, we've got win win loss, win win draw. Loss, win, win, draw, win, 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 win. Incredible that is. For a team, by the way, who nearly got
0: relegated not so long ago. Like yeah. to, to go on a run like that in this league is sensational. Good mm. manager. Um and mate, that that those playoff spits, that three teams on seventy seven points, by the way. And then Brent, Brentford on eighty one is incredible, mate.
2: But look um, at the look at the clubs who were in there last time we we spoke Brentford. Consistent. Best, best, fo- best football, best football inside in the in the in the division by a country mile. Bournemouth, Premier League footballers from last season. Swansea, consistent. consistent. They've been in the playoffs for the last how many years? Barnsley, you know what I mean. You you, you look below. Reading, ex Premier League club. Cardiff City, ex Premier League club. Middlesbrough, ex Premier League club. Stoke City, full of internationals. Blackburn Rovers won the Premier League before. Birmingham City, Nottingham Forest. You know what I mean? They've earned that place it's in the man playoffs. Man. Absolutely fantastic! They should be so proud of themselves. And do you know what? Don't rest on it. Go to the Premier will League. It? Go back to the Go Premier League. Because I remember when they were. I remember when they got promoted that year, and uh, and listen, it was it was it was a little bit too far for them in the Premier League. I remember when Genoali used to walk through the defenders and and stuff. Yeah. But it was a little bit little bit too far for them, and 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 they come across some exceptional sides and, and in in the Premier League that year. But you know what I mean? It was a good experience for the for the fans and the players, and and, and hopefully they can get it again.
0: Yeah I think so I um, I would they, like I said a couple of weeks ago didn't I Like if Cardiff are not getting in the playoffs I want Barnsley to just go all the way and just win it just just go on this like just win another four games now or five games now just win them all five on the bounce and just Final walk I love league. it mate exactly mm-hmm. that and they've done it already yeah? a couple of times this season mm-hmm. they've won five on the bounce so
3: yeah.
0: why not mm-hmm. uh, next up is Swansea City mate Lee
2: yeah, did, yeah. Listen, they'll be they'll be a bit uh, a bit disappointed as in as in results wise. Um, obviously the the points got them in the playoffs, um, but at one point they, were, they they had all three. So you know, what I mean, you kinda thought to switch mm-hmm. off. If they switch they off in nearly. the playoffs, you know, if they switch off in the playoffs, then they're going to regret it. You know what I mean? So it's about consistency. Like I've been talking about all short today is consistency, not switching off fine margins. You know what I mean? Because if they switch off against Brentford, bombers or Barnsley. There's no going back against those kind of sides and you're out of it and you're out of the playoffs. They've semi final or final. You know what I mean? The, will they learn from the heartache of last season? Only time will tell, but same thing. Where do they want to finish? Who do they want to play? Do they want to stay where they are and play Bournemouth? Or do they want to go and finish third and play play the team who finishes sixth? It's a it's a it's a it's a it's a lottery now. It's 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 up to teams yeah. to, to finish where they want to play. Do they want to play the home leg, second leg? If you want that, then you've got to finish third or fourth. So it's it's down to the teams now to decide where they want to do. Yeah, you gotta. Um, for me, like, you can't. You just
0: gotta try not to make mistakes now because you're gonna get punished, and then your season's over. You could be season could be over uh, with a slip, like Steven Gerrard, or you know, like anything, it? a slip, an injury, a penalty, yeah. uh, anything, and it's gone. You're out of the playoffs, and it's done. Yeah. Um, we've all seen it. We've all experienced it as fans. One minute you. are doing something and the next minute you've lost the game it's all over and you're, you're going over your head and your hands. Swansea have got to be careful that they don't make these silly mistakes. Um, Bournemouth made, in my opinion, probably the favourites for the playoffs. Um, where do you see uh, them going? Obviously they lost to Brentford, which that yeah. will give Brentford... Sorry, I was just laughing at uh, Gavin's yeah, comment. Yeah, he, picked up, it, yeah. he picked up on my little yeah. dig. Well done, yeah, Gav. That.
2: I've seen it. Um, listen, I, I, well, obviously, that game gave uh, Watford the chance to, to get promoted because obviously that was the early game. Uh, and it'll give Brentford some confidence that they can go there and win the game. They can keep a clean sheet. They had 10 men as well. But um, it's important for Bournemouth now to understand that, that they've got to get their best 11 players on the pitch for those playoff semi finals or potential final. You know what I mean? Because you've got the likes of Jack Wiltshire, you've got the Solankeys, you've got the. Um, Dan Juma, you've got the Brooks, you've got the Stanislas, you've got the Lima. They need all of those players fit and flying and sharp for those playoff semi-finals. So when I'm talking about consistency, I think Barnsley. I mean, it's such a different different position than than the than Bournemouth because Bournemouth have got these big players. They need fit for those games. Barnsley, I think they're on that much of a confidence boost and they're doing so well. Any any player could could go and fill in because as a football club they're doing so well. But Bournemouth need those big players out on the pitch.
0: Yeah, and I think there's different pressures on each club, isn't there? Like, um, so for me, there's no pressure on Barnsley. Swansea bottled it last year, so there's pressure on them. Bournemouth, arguably, would have hoped for automatics, so there's pressure on them as the, you know, the former Premier League team. Brentford went to pieces at the end of last season when it really counted. Like, yeah. there's a lot of different stories and pressure on these clubs that makes it just fascinating mate it really does yeah that's what I totally agree um, so then we got next to Brentford
2: mate uh, yeah but obviously Brentford have had a couple of games this week they've, uh, they've won 1-0 twice which is un-Brentford like normally they win <laughs> 4-1 5-2 um, scoring goals but uh, the goal to Bournemouth I thought they were excellent I thought they did a, did a really good job defensively uh, Patrick Hansen got sent off um, obviously got the got the goal late in the game through in and uh, and then I thought against Rotherham they would have rested players, but they didn't. They still kept the, the, the strong side out. They still had the Ivan Tonys and Bueno scored again. Uh, Canos played. I thought they were, I thought they were very good again. So it's 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 what we say that the manager obviously has the same philosophy that we've been talking about about keeping players playing week in week out and and going into their last few games of the season with consistency and performance levels.
0: Yeah, it's tricky, mate, isn't it? And then you've got the. Uh... The mighty Watford back in the Premier League, confirmed. Yeah. Must be thrilled. Yeah, I'm sure Elton John, Graeme Taylor, the likes of them are be loving
2: it, mate. Yeah, listen, look at their players. You know what I mean? Look at the squad they've got. You know what I mean? They deserve to win the game at the weekend. And I look at I look at their squad side. I look at the bench. You know what I mean? You've got your Cathcart, your Shalaby, your Ben Foster, Andrea Gray. It's absolutely outrageous. Troy Deeney's. Yeah, it's just it's it's absolutely scary. But fair play to the manager. Um, Zisco, I thought he's—you know what I mean—he's turned the fortunes around of the club. They look so confident. Um, your Tom Cleverley, your Dan Goslins, your Sars, your Pedro, your Sema—absolutely fantastic achievement going back to the Premier League. And they've still got a little bit of a chance to get the get the title. But uh, I think Novich tomorrow will probably get have it in the bag by come five o'clock.
0: Yeah, Kate Child says I saw Ashley Young has been linked with Watford return next year. I got to be honest. Don't think he gets in that Watford team at the moment, unless they sell someone.
2: Um, you yeah, it depends. Good squad, it, good squad player, good experienced it, squad player. It, actually, it, 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 who depends where go. they want to play him. Mean, if they're going to play him fullback, potentially, might yeah, good you know as well, I mean, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I can see the advantage of him being if he's reasonably priced and wages and stuff, because um, I'm sure he gets paid a pretty penny. Like a, a good experience in the ex England international, superb set piece delivery. So, yeah, I just think, as a winger, he doesn't get in their side. Um, uh, and then, of course, we've got Norwich. I think had a point, point to prove, mate. Uh, maybe yeah. people gave him a bit of criticism, rightly. Yeah. And uh, they just had to...
2: Yeah, proved it. Proved it. Did, showed how professional they are. Listen, they've, they've set up this season to get promoted. Ticked that off. They've now set up to win the league. A win tomorrow against... Uh... Just I uh, just seen that we've just, we've just wrote down. I've wrote down the plan. Reading tomorrow at home. Reading are going to be a little bit hurt. Uh, mm. A win for Norwich gets them gets them the title and party time. You know what I mean? Because they're yeah. thoroughly, do you know what? they thoroughly deserve it. they have been the best consistent football inside in the division. So um, I think the Premier League'll will, uh, will, will, will enjoy having them back.
0: hundred percent, mate. Um, cracking point from Reese there. He says, imagine being a Watford fan. The last time you saw your team play. Uh, like him in, in the stadium was in the Premier League. The next time you see him play, he'll be in the Premier League. Yeah. So they they well, never watched him in the Championship. Like that's yeah. crazy, you know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, let's do two up, two down, mate, and then we'll have just touch on that story very quickly that we were going to talk about. Um, but yeah, congratulations to Watford, to Norwich as well. Like being the best two teams in the league by far, and uh, thoroughly deserve it uh, to go up. Um, OK, so let's go with negatives first, as is tradition. Who's your first down, mate?
2: Um, I've gone Ben Wilson, the Coventry City goalkeeper. The decision he made against uh, against Preston North End was just outrageous, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, I'll go for him, giving a penalty away. He didn't need to do it. He misjudged it ball over his head and Ruby tackled him. Give a penalty away. He was lucky to down on the pitch. Mm, yeah,
0: uh, so I went for the Sheffield Wednesday defence. Um, just because they were, uh, I think you mentioned it earlier on in the show actually schoolboy stuff, yeah. really terribly bad, like uh, juniors. Uh,
2: next down, mate, for you. I've gone for Derby County and uh, just the way that they just don't see games out. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I, I said earlier on that a point would have been a really good result and would have probably spearheaded their relegation fears and, and, and helped them out. So uh, I think they'll be they'll be under pressure come tomorrow but you know I mean how, how are the players going to handle it how are the manager going to handle it because he's never been in this position before he's always been uh, looking looking down not looking mm-hmm. not looking up
0: Yeah it's going to be interesting mate isn't it um, I've gone for Bristol uh, they capitulated 2-0 yeah. up half time and lost 3-2 can't be doing that um, but little young squad hopefully they'll learn from it I'm sure Nigel Pearson will um, you know will get them get them right for it but yep. um, uh, Reese says his down is John Sheridan, the <laughs> jumping ship before the rats uh, and the sinking, as it were. But there we go. Um, first up of the weekend, mate.
2: Um, I've gone for Watford. Just plain and simple yeah, promotion deserved gonna. it. You know, what I mean, best. Uh, I did it for, for, for Norwich last last week, so Watford.
0: Um, so yeah, I was going to go with Watford probably, but I went with them. Uh, Adam Armstrong. Uh, another superb performance, another super. He's well, been superb all season, mate, yeah, and a, a real high Deserves point. Uh, Blackburn will do very well to keep hold of him. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, second up for you, mate.
2: Um, I was going to go Josh Corburn for scoring his first Middlesbrough goal. So apologies to Josh, apologies to all Middlesbrough fans. But I've gone for George Jacobson for scoring a goal against his boyhood his side because um, obviously he came on the show. Good friend of mine, so uh, yeah, very proud that he did it and uh, and just gutted that his family and friends weren't able to go on there and watch the game at the same time.
0: Yeah, and hopefully he'll be back in Cardiff City Colours next year. Um, I've gone for Kiefer Moore, uh, pretty much the same as Adam Armstrong, actually. Another superb performance. is the main man for his team, being great all season, and Cardiff City will do very, very well to keep hold of him in the summer, in my opinion, if they want to. where it is i suppose yeah um so mate we're already a bit over time so i do want to talk about this story though mate i don't want to cut it from it um so uh earlier on when i was just having a little look on uh, you know the foosball websites i came across a story from scotland uh and this uh this guy his name is david cox plays for albion rovers in scottish league 2 uh, on Friday <coughs> confirmed uh, that basically the Scottish FA have been announced they're going to investigate these allegations where he was a substitute against Stenhouse Muir um, <coughs> and some players from the other bench were going kind of back and forth and one of those players made uh, a comment about, um, I just want to get it right, uh, so basically David Cox has openly talked about um, a number of times he's battled depression um, <clears throat> and the abuse which he's received within the game. Uh, and he actually, I think, tried to kill himself at one point. Um, <clears throat> or was certainly suicidal. It's not clear if he did try. But from what he said, it seems he did. Uh, and basically, this player said, or well, this is what David Cox said. He said, one of the boys in the Stanley team, we were having a back and to and fro, uh, and they had a go at my mental health and told me I should have done it pro- uh, right the first time. Um, look, bang out of order that is mate. Um, it should be said, to be fair, um, the other team have denied it and said it didn't happen. Um, one of the things which angers me, uh, but apart from obviously the content and stuff and what it is, one of the things that angers me is he tried to tell the referee and the referee said, well I didn't hear it, so I want nothing to do with it. That's a problem for me because if he's reporting racial abuse, is that what the referee's gonna say? If so, Mm. that's a problem. Mm. Like, if you wanna stamp out racial abuse or homophobic abuse, or you wanna change stigmas around mental health, when it's reported, regardless of whether you heard it, you have to at least acknowledge it and make a note of it and make sure that the, the victim of that abuse feels vindic like feels not vindicated but like feels you know, that their concern or their upset or whatever however you wanna word it is you know, like that they they're being listened to basically. I really I'm not I wasn't happy with that at all when I read that the referee had basically, you know, said go and sit down, stop moaning. Span out of order made like, it leaves a bit of taste for me, I gotta say.
2: There's there's a there's a couple of points I'm not, I'm not happy I'll be honest I'm, I'm boiling inside from what I hear you've got a, you've got we're telling people to be open and honest about how they're feeling and then we've got a player a young man 32 years old who's who's come out and told everybody how he's feeling and then now we bet he regrets telling people how he feels so we're going to get people now who won't say how they feel. Because they're going to be scared about coming out and people saying all these things. You've got a, you've got some cowards at a football club, by the way, Asmir football club. If one of your players has said it and you've heard him and you are not backing up a fellow professional footballer, David Cox, yeah, that's absolutely bang out of order, absolutely cowardly. You know what I mean? If he said it, he, he, there's, a con- there's a consequence. If someone said it, let them pay the consequence. Don't back him up and say it because if they if they get found Don't out that he has said him, it. You're just as bad as he is by saying it, by covering up, you know what I mean? And that's absolutely disgusting, you know what I mean? We're all in this together, we're all in this world together, we all have mental health, we all have physical health, we all have good days, we all have bad days, but listen, don't hang somebody out to dry and and, and, and a poor lad has giving up football because of it, you know what I mean? And, and, you know what I mean, if that was me and I'd said something, I would feel so guilty, it would be scary and I would want to either make a public apology or go to his house and tell him how sorry I am and getting back into football because do you know what? It's not fair. It's not fair on the lad on his family. Um, it's not fair on his team, his players, the fans, and uh, all because some idiots think it's clever to um, say some negative comments about him. No.
0: Yeah, and like, like that's that's one part of it I didn't actually think of initially. But yeah, you make a bang on point. Mate. If he's like if they're going back and forth on the bench, other people would have heard it. Particularly like obviously his club has backed him to the hilt they've given him time off to get it to get it sorted and and see, I don't know whether he looks like he's going to not play anymore but hopefully he, he he will come back hopefully um but like you say those stenhouse Muirs players if if any of them or the coaching staff if any of them have heard it they have to say like they can't hide behind this wall of like loyalty because things will never stop like things will never change if mm. You know, like if people keep covering and bank and covering for people, or just not saying, yeah, yeah, I did hear that, or yes, I did see him do that, or yes, I did see this and that. And like until that happens, mm. and you break that wall of like uh, loyalty or silence, things but will never change. maybe. But sorry, I, I, I,
2: Leslie's put a comment in there about uh, racism. Racism will never stop. They can do. It. Why, why won't it stop? It's only going to stop because we have that. We have that. We have that mentality that it's not going to stop because people. People have a choice to do it. If people don't do it, it doesn't happen. Yeah. If People don't want to say Very negative true. comments about people. It won't happen. People are doing it because they're uneducated. And it's not. Mm. It's, it's not fair on these kind of people. So it's, for me, if it has been said, then yeah. there's consequences. A, we should and say
0: I, like there's two sides to every story, and the guy who has allegedly said it. And his club have said that it didn't happen Now Just as we said about Ryan Giggs last week You shouldn't hang someone out to dry Before all the facts and Everything has come to light But this guy uh, David Cox, there's no benefit To him doing what he's done No, like There's no benefit to him
2: Leaving at half
0: time and quitting football
2: If it's been said and there's been an argument Between two players, then have some banter, don't say something like that to him, you know what yes. I mean, I just think he's crossed the line, the, right. the line's being crossed, if he said it, the line's being crossed, you know what I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying he has said it, because I don't know, I, I'm, all I'm doing is reading, but like you said, what's he got, what's he got, to, what's he got to, to, to gain by selling his story or telling his story, yeah. if it hasn't happened, it's just pointless. Yes.
0: Yeah, and it's a weird one because... It's not a weird one, but, like, he's... I know he said he's quit at the moment, and, like, Gav said, it was in the paper today that he's quit. Like, um... But I know his club have also said that the door is still open and, you know, they've given him as much time as he wants to, you know, decide what he wants to do or if he wants to take some time off. Um, I think, judging by what the club said, they're hoping that the player will get charged... And then, obviously, he's vindicated. Then, whereby people believe, you know, he feels that people will be, believe in what he's saying, and they're hoping that he'll then come back to football because it would be sad, you know, if this guy—I um, know he's only a part-time footballer in terms of it's not his full-time job—but you know, he must be half decent, like he's playing do we, football. Where do
2: we stand? Where do we stand on um, if this player gets found guilty for Stanislaus mirror, then? Surely he's going to get the book thrown at him because he's lied, the club's lied. Yeah, there's a problem there, isn't there? If it gets proven. Or
0: if one player comes out and says, well, actually, yeah, he did say it. Then there's a massive problem because not just him, but Stenhouse Muir as a football club have said that it didn't happen. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, it's it's a difficult one, mate. And I tell you what, you can't, you should never, like... uh, I just I can't I don't know it baffles me like why someone would say something to to someone who's already um, had suicidal thoughts why you would say something like that is Mm. mind blowing mate because like I don't want to like play the what if game but you imagine mate that like the worst possible outcome happened like a few days later or something or the next week like never mind football and changing. The stigma around mental health—that's someone's life. Like, and that throwaway sentence, which that guy has allegedly said, could have had a massive effect. Like, you know, like you said, everyone's had issues with mental health, and like, you know, there's a, a large percentage of people who will, will have had suicidal thoughts or that, you know, that type of thing, and like, words and a throwaway sentence like that can be the difference between pushing someone over the edge yeah. and I dunno, I, I find it I know that seems like almost like a little bit extreme, but it's not because this guy's already been there and done yeah. that. So like it's yeah. not no, like
2: I, listen, I totally I, I totally agree, so si. It's 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 disgusting. If they have discussed.
0: lied, mate aware. oh I don't know I don't even yeah. know what the ban should be for the player in the club. Yeah. But if they've if they've all closed ranks and, and lied about it I, they should get punished. I just don't know what it should be. Mm. Like the player, do you ban him for yeah, a season or okay. how long? What like, like what's the? Yeah,
2: I don't know. it's No, weird words. Right,
0: um, guys, we'll be back on Monday live for a, a question and answer latest news show. Just featuring myself and Andy this week. It's going to be a lot of fun. You can throw some subjects and questions. Uh, there's no super kev and uh, tonight. We'll be back next Friday with our new sponsor and uh, Sunday we have a new episode of my story which is a very very interesting one uh, with rapper T Rev. Big thank you to Bespoke Financial, big thank you to Blackdown Sports as ever for all their support. Um, thank you to everyone who's watched, downloaded, commented, asked questions, all that good stuff. It's been a long one and um, I could barely speak because I've been struggling all night with my throat. But uh, we have got it there, so it's um, it is what it is. We could talk about that, you know. We could talk about this stuff forever and ever and ever. But um, yeah, Andy's pleasure as always meant.
2: Yeah, loved it. Uh, looking forward to Monday. It's going to be different. Um, I love some surprises. I've I've been looking at the comments, so I've been, I mean, I might I'll I'll give I'll give the people what they're looking for. I hope.
0: Oh, there was a question earlier which I. Saved, and I have an answer. Uh, guys said, "Is Andy going to do the Sunday series?" Um, I'll let Andy answer that.
2: Yes, of course, of course. I've um, uh, I've already told Sid that well, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm really looking forward to it. We um,
0: relive in the moments, mate. As yeah,
2: yeah. Right. yeah, and I think that's important. It's important. I've got a story to tell, um, good and bad. By the way, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Which which might help other people. You know what I mean? If they're in a similar position, or you know what I mean? I think I think that's the good thing about. Telling the story that if it helps one person, it does the job, and if it inspires another person, then surely it helps another person. So, I'm I'm very I'm very grateful for what I've what have how lucky I've been in football and in in my life. So, I like to pass on anything I can.
0: Yes, spot on, mate. I'm really looking forward to recording it. We've got some blockbuster guests to finish that series off over the next month or so. Uh, and when I say blockbuster, like you know some of the ones which I've yeah. been chatting to, they are. Uh, Blockbuster, top level The best of the best, as it were Starting with Andy Campbell <laughs> yeah. Guys, it's been a pleasure I'm really pleased I didn't lose my voice Well done, see you soon Check show up Sunday See you guys Check the show up on Monday, bye I
1: belong, I belong to you I belong, I belong to you Do just what you want